0: afternoon, everybody. This is Debbie Q with The Right Shoe. The Right Shoe is a podcast about all things strange and unusual, especially in reference to a death. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about the very strange death of Lisa Zeigert. It happened in 1992, April 15th, tax day. In the meantime, <laughs> I cannot stop laughing because fucking Philadelphia continues to get many accolades the song i swear i should put it out as a hit single it would catch fire but i would make it very terrible with what's going on and then people would be like ah it would be not pc but oh, it cracks me up um the right shoe has been around for quite a while now i try to get at least one out every two weeks sometimes that's not possible but I've been doing pretty good lately. Hold on, I can close my door. My dog was blocking my view. Navigating around this room is tough anymore. I got a lot of clothes in here. It seems when I stopped my addiction to drugs, I became addicted to clothes and jewelry. The Right Shoe, if you need to reach me, the easiest way is Instagram. The Right Shoe Podcast, underscore, underscore. Just DM me or email me wq at the right you I used to have a link on a website, but I couldn't keep up with the website. So I took it down. Unfortunately, I still have the template for it. But if I ever get time, I'll throw it back up. But you know how to get in touch with me. Email is the easiest way or again, Instagram. So I'm just going to get into it without any further ado. Lisa Zygart was Born March 24th, 1968 in Holyoke, Massachusetts. She was a 24-year-old who worked as a, a teacher's assistant at Agarwal Middle School in Agarwal, Massachusetts. I heard the other day watching Unsolved Mysteries, an absolute favorite of mine, Robert Stack. Oh, my God. Robert Stack, Peter Thomas, and Bill Curtis, three greatest narrators ever, hands down. So I, I couldn't believe I'd forgotten about this story. And this story is creepy. It's over Halloween. It fits right in. Unfortunately, you know, it involves the death of a very beloved teacher. I mean, this girl, I mean, even though it says teacher's assistant, she was 24, she would have been going, she would have went on to be a great teacher. The kids loved her. I mean, they there was a at her funeral, there was a thousand people standing in the rain just to pay homage to her it's mind-blowing she was very well loved even the school counselor yeah i'll put him on the school counselor comes out and says a few nice words about lisa i mean this is just going to show you what a really nice lady she was i think of lisa as a gifted teacher the gifted teacher is the one into whose eyes a a child can look and see a, a reflection of value and you can't fake it um you either have it or you don't it's a gift and i think lisa had it that was one of the school counselors at agarwal middle school dick cowles he really i mean you could just tell she was beloved her parents are devastated but let me go over what happened so she's a teacher and on the night of april 15th 1992 she worked at a card shop From Monday to Friday, 5 to 9, she had a a second job. It was called Brittany's Card and Gift Shop in Agarwam. So she's working at this card shop. Her sister had come in that night and said everything was fine. Like Lisa was into art and she was drawing a little art project for her sister's friend. And her sister literally said, you know, nothing was wrong when I came in. It was easy talk. It was sister talk. You know, no problems. So she leaves and then the next day her coworker comes in. Now, again, she loved her job at the school at Agrawan Middle School. So when her coworker comes in, she is totally baffled by this site. Her name is Sophia Maynard, and you're gonna hear a little bit, this is from Unsolved Mysteries, but this is when her coworker came in the next morning. This is what her coworker says. I saw her car. The lights were on in the store, the open flag was out. And it was strange. Um I couldn't imagine why she'd be there. And then I remembered that it was Easter weekend coming up, and we had planned to stuff some balloons, and that's what she was doing there. So I I really didn't think much of anything until I walked inside the store, you know. So she walks inside the store, she's calling at her name. Lisa's not answering. And all of a sudden, she finds Lisa's drawing, her keys, and her purse by the phone, uh, by the front of the store, by the cash register, right where the sister had been. Sophia Maynard, you can see the fear in her eyes. I mean, even still, you could tell she was completely shaken up. She calls the police right away. She knows something's wrong. She said, it didn't make sense when I pulled up because, you know, as she said, this was school. But when she walked in and saw that right away, you know, they were alarmed. The police, uh, you know, nothing really happened. Agarwam seems like a really low-key place. You know, it's it's a small town. And this was in 92, you know, before cell phones and everything. This was still when things didn't seem so crazy. I don't know. Things are so insane, especially in Philadelphia right now. But this was still the the good times. So 92, you're still like, oh my God. Like nowadays with the advent of crime, I don't think we'd be as shocked. Crime aficionados everywhere would be right on it. But back then it was still the innocent time. That's what I was trying to think of. There's a massive manhunt. They don't know where she is. They, They can't find her. They tell her family. At first, her mother and father like her mother says i i just could not picture that we would not get lisa back i just felt for sure that everything would be all right where her father said in the beginning like i thought okay you know she's got, everything's going to be okay it's got to be a simple explanation but then he said as time goes on you think all right maybe this isn't going to be such a simple explanation maybe this is going to turn out it that must be the most horribly sinking feeling ever I can't imagine just where where's my daughter you know she was working she's at a little card shop what could happen at a card shop most unfortunately four days later they find Lisa's body a man who was hiking with his dog along the woods four miles from the gift shop where Lisa was working stumbled upon her body. She had been sexually assaulted and there was a single stab wound to the neck. That's what she died from. It's bizarre. So they did, they, I think DNA wasn't what it was today, but they, they sealed the DNA knowing that they would be able to eventually get the killer with it. They processed the body. They told Lisa's parents everyone was in shock that's why again they there was a thousand people at her funeral i mean the town came together the the parents were very overwhelmed at this you know like i can't believe like lisa was such a special person her dad says it wasn't us it was her it was all for lisa because she was such a good person in fact one of the kids it's heartbreaking this is what one of the kids said about lisa it's so um oh it's so sad I miss the way she teaches and the way she was such a friend to everyone. And I wish that there were more people in the world that were like her. God, that gets me every time. It's so sad. That was the, the, the little girl it's just oh my gosh such a heartbreaker so they find her body they give her the funeral everyone's devastated they they put a plaque out for lisa three calls came in during and around this time that are creepy as hell and the first one isn't so creepy cuz it but it gives a it gives a timeline it starts a timeline the first call the woman said i came in at 8:15 she had a timestamp receipt to prove it she couldn't find the price tag on something, and Lisa said, oh, it's it's right here, and she came over, she helped her out, she left. Everything was fine. Nine o'clock, this lady comes in, and this is chilling. She walks in, she calls out, the, you know, hello, hello, nobody's there, nobody comes. She hears banging in the back room. Now, I'll get to that in a second. When the investigators went through the everything and had these phone calls, they found kick marks from Lisa's shoes so she was kicking trying to get somebody's attention when that lady said hello I just envisioned Lisa like kicking like oh my god I'm gonna be saved now the lady said I got creeped out she ran out she didn't really give it much thought until you know they came out that Lisa had died but I don't know if it's because it's now or because it's in hindsight, but I would think and hope that if I came into an establishment, especially like a greeting card place, I didn't see anybody, hear anybody, and then I heard banging noises and I'm yelling hello, I think I would have went back there. I don't know. I Or at least ran out and called 911. I don't believe the woman called until her name was Rita. I don't think she called until afterward. I'm not sure. I'm not blaming Rita. She was freaked, and and you don't think that that's going on. You know, you probably think, oh my god, maybe they're doing something in the back. You know, you don't know what's going on. But I just, I would think that I would have went back there. In fact, I know I would have because I was telling my husband that one time I walked into a, it was Seven Eleven, it was in Wildwood. I was young, but we used to walk to the Seven Eleven from these apartments that we owned, and. Nobody was in the store and I always got Archie books. So I, I went in and nobody was around I wanted to buy this Archie book and I wasn't the type to steal, especially back then. Oh, I I believe me, I had my day, but at this time I was not going to steal the thing. And I did go in the back because I couldn't find anyone. The guy was just, he's like, oh, I didn't even hear you. So that wound up okay, but I did go in the back. So I know, especially if it would have happened like that. That I would have went. I, I don't know. I just feel like, oh my God. But then it could have went even worse. Maybe this person would have, you know, both of you. Then the third call comes through. This lady said she's seen a Bronco or a Blazer with three people in it. It appeared a girl in the back with a guy sitting next to her and a woman in the front. And they went down into the woods where it was that the car where Lisa's body had been seen. And the police, when they had investigating that particular spot beforehand, they knew that it was like a blazer or Bronco tires. So that lady's um, phone call seemed credible. Afterward, it knowing what happened, it wouldn't seem as credible. But this is what they had at that time. Three phone calls that gave a great timestamp. 8 o'clock, 8.15, come, woman comes in, nothing's wrong, 9 o'clock, something's up. Nobody's there and there's kicking, kicking and pounding noises or pounding noises in the back. And then the last thing was the w- woman at th- this intersection by the card shop four miles away where the ra- there was a train station crossing. And there was like woods right there. And she said she saw the the Bronco or Blazer and she at first thought it was teenagers. But then hearing what happened, she was like, could that have been the killer and Lisa? But she said she saw three people in the vehicle. Now, time goes on. This went on for a very long time. This, this was like 20 years. No, even longer. 25 years go by. I mean, it was really sad. The mom, the investigator said that Lisa's parents really had this strength. Lisa's parents and her sister had this strength that they don't see in too many families. They just knew eventually that they would get this person who killed her. This is really weird how they catch this guy. And it didn't happen until very, very late in the game. 2017. Three letters were brought in to, you know, the police. State trooper Noah Packer said they were essentially letters of confession. One was a confession letter, one was a last will and testament, one was an apology from her ex-boyfriend. You know, they don't know, it could be some wackadoodle that just loved, you know, you know how... There's false confessions. There's people that become obsessed with a certain case. So you don't know, but not in this case. So they go back and they said, okay, we got these three letters. What do we do? They have to go back to the DNA because what happened was they did finally do the DNA, but it never matched anyone. So they went back to people who refused the DNA. They went over the hair and eye color, like what the guy probably looked like. I think... It was pretty much Caucasian, I think blue eyes. They had a a general composite and they said, well, there's 11 people that fit this criteria that never gave their DNA. One of them is this guy, Gary Shearer, the one who wrote the letters. They bring him in. He will not give his DNA for nothing. I mean, and this was the letter thing. I, I think they narrowed down the... The eleven people right before that girl came in with the letters, it, like a cold case unit had been forming, and they they narrowed it down to eleven people, and, they, and like everything kind of snowballed at once. Then the girl comes in with the three letters. She said, and even the ex wife said, "I always, you know, Gary." Like everyone was like, "Oh no, he's the nicest guy," but his ex wife was like, "You know what? He's a nice guy, but there was always something there." And she said, thinking back, he was always interested in this case, this Lisa Ziegler case. They will Gary will not give his DNA. I mean, they follow him, and he he's crafty. He doesn't drink any cans of Coke. He keeps everything with him. When those letters come in, the the prosecutors like bam, go in get get his toothbrush. That's what they get DNA. It's Gary Sherrer. 2017 25 years after the fact they go to the zygarde's house they tell the parents and the mom is just like i think she screams like i think she's just like oh my god you know finally so they were you know they were right they said we will eventually get this guy and again the cops were like they just had this strength about them knowing that they would be vindicated eventually and they were so this girl so the strange thing about this gary sharer is people are like they were stunned it wasn't some like and believe me he's a scumbag and a half for doing that of course but they, but people were like, he, he, he was a nice guy. Like it doesn't make sense. Now, again, the wife was like, nah, there's something there. But ultimately that was the only, and, and unless there's something he's totally hiding, that was the only act of crime he ever did. And he felt massively guilty for it from day one. He, it was something he did. He, he got into a fight with his girlfriend. They never established a true motive or how he came upon Lisa. Like Was it just, did she just walk past him or did he know her from somewhere, from the card shop maybe? They never established that or why he targets Lisa, but he does that night. he, He goes into the card shop out of nowhere because he never does anything else again. It is the freakiest thing. I just can't get over the fact of how it all happened and how it came about. I mean, that lady that walked in the, oh, it's such a missed opportunity, but again it's not her fault she got creeped out ran out the door but his dna matched and it was carrie sharer that it was it's a short brief summation of the lisa zygar case you know that is a shame she was 24 years old in 1992 she never got to explore how great of a teacher she would have been how far she would have went i i did want to talk about how crazy the gun violence is getting now. I mean, Philadelphia has been just inundated with guns. But the other night in Bucks County, which is right outside of Philadelphia at this place called the Steam Pub, it was it's on um, Second Street Pike, which is in Bucks County. There was apparently an altercation because somebody was leaning against the individual's car and they shot and killed him. I just can't believe it. Two people dead. One was shot but survived. I mean, you can't even go. I I, I just don't like your... Uh, it's just a mess. I mean, you can't go anywhere. It, you're just like constantly looking over your shoulder because it happens in cars all the time. Honest to God, today I was pulling out of my street and like when I, the way I go, I go through these streets and I'm like up at the very tip of where our whole little... Complex. It's not even a complex, but there's like a little area known as Winchester Park. And it's like at the top of that park, so to speak. And you can't see anything like you can't when you're when you're trying to make that right. There's so many cars parked that you just can't see anything. So I am looking, looking, waiting, waiting. And finally, I go. Well, of course, the minute I go, there's a car coming down, they beep, and I'm like, Oh my god, am I gonna get shot? Because I went in front of this car. But fortunately, whoever the guy the guy could tell I was having a lot of trouble getting past and he and I kinda shrugged like there was nothing I could do and he kinda just waved like, I see it. But what if it was some psycho with a gun? I mean, that's the thing, you don't know when I'm walking the dog. i I always wait for my husband now because I don't know. I don't wanna walk the dog alone. It's really bad. I I don't get it. I don't get the violence. It's crazy. The guns are crazy. And I don't know what you're going to do about the guns at this point because people can make them now out of nothing. You know, they make these ghost guns. It's not like before. (laughs) I know people are like, oh, take the guns away. But that's that's really, really hard to do at this point. And the only thing we're going to do is take them away from law-abiding citizens that really need them. I don't know what the answer is there. It's terrible. It's a terrible, terrible situation. I just think if you, you're a parent with a gun, hide them. Hide the. We always had guns in the house. Hide the bullets from the gun itself. I never had an issue with the kids playing with guns. Next, I am going to do Sneap Phillips, which is a much more longer, complex case. I just wanted to do that Lisa one because I, I love Unsolved Mysteries, and I was watching it, and I thought... Wow, it's short, but god damn, that's crazy. And the craziest part is that girl walking in when there was somebody in the back. It really makes me think, like, what would I have done? Uh, That's really short, but I have been so freaking crazy busy. Uh, I'm trying to get them out, and I love that story. I mean, not that I love that it happens, but you get it. You are crime lovers yourself. It's just like an interesting story. I love you guys. I love everyone that listens. I've been putting up as much. I only have a couple of TikToks out there, but they're out there. And uh, this is Debbie Q with the right shoe. And I will see you later.